I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Right. Oh, get ready, Alex. Get ready. Alex, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but the bells are back. Don't worry, Alex. It annoys everybody. Don't worry, including the listeners. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Listen. Lots of people really appreciate this, uh, what's it called? Festive it? sound. Noise, noise. It's a festive sound, but when there's a particular sound that makes you feel, oh, you know what I mean? What's it called? Look it's at like, Jamie's face. Jamie's people listen impressed. to noises, don't they? ASMR. ASMR, that's what I'm talking about. Maureen's, <laughs> wait, Maureen's automatically started talking about Jamie. She's obsessed with the cat. Yes. Hello, Jamie. We had a 45 minute snuggle time earlier today. Wow. I'm excited for you. <laughs> and I bought her four toys back from Brighton. I've only given her the one yet. I was like, wow. This is an incredible thing, Maureen. I've never seen you like this before. And all the time I've known you, it's been 12 years that you have, there's so much joy in your heart for this cat. I know. I don't know why. Um... There's some joy <laughs> in your heart for this pussy. There's some joy mm. in your heart, they say. <laughs> Um, that's not even, or that might might be a Christian song, not a carol, which is off <laughs> brand for today's episode. But it's now Crimbo the listeners episode. can't see, but Maureen has got her reindeer glasses on. I, by sheer coincidence, also am wearing reindeer glasses. Exactly reindeer the same. glasses. <laughs> Mine are gold. Maureen's are red. And Alison, you appear to have two horns, little horns. And a Christmas jumper on. And a Christmas jumper on. I do. I've got, listen, I've got a little hat on. And let's not forget the bells. Let's bring those back. Ah. Let's do forget the bells. Um, They're going to keep coming back, I'm afraid. And you know what, Maureen? You know what happens the more you say, don't do something? She hasn't learned yet, has she? Incredible scenes. How are you, Alison? I'm good. I'm good. I, look, I know this is not a visual medium. It is a sound medium, unless you're a patron, which, by the way, you should join Patreon so you can see all of this. Uh, my, swe- my sweater, actually, I don't know if I've shown you guys this yet, but it's Jesus in a birthday hat, and it says, birthday boy for Christmas. That looks yeah. like he's wearing, it's lovely, but he looks like he's wearing a, a slice of pizza on his head. It does yeah. look like he's wearing It's like he's got, pizza. his hat looks like a slice of pepperoni pizza. 
does. What, what does your mum think of the jumper? Well, I bought it for her, Maureen, because I yeah. thought it's She's kind a... of funny, right? Yeah, and it is yeah. Jesus's birthday. But if you're religious, birthday. it probably isn't that funny. My mom, she, for being a religious woman, she, she's she's pretty cash. Like she's got a sense of humor, you know. Like she, uh, so I bought matching ones for me, my sister, and my mom. Some say birthday boy, some say it's my birthday, and it's got two thumbs with Jesus pointing at himself. It's yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's. I think it's fairly inoffensive if you're Christian to have a, a jumper that says happy bu- happy birthday to Jesus. I mean, I can think of worse things. I think it's uh, it's all it's all it's all part of the whole Christmas yeah, this Christmas spirit, Maureen. For the love of God, what's the matter with you? You put the glasses on, but it hasn't penetrated your soul. Where's the pu- where's the cat? <laughs> the cat. I don't know. She's ignoring the tree for the time being. I've had quite. I, I've sport myself this week though. I had a. Uh, I, did, I went for a makeover and I had a massage. Not at the same time, but I'd... Wow. That is great because you came down to Brighton at the weekend, didn't you? And you got yep. yourself a makeover and a massage. I took Maureen out to buy her. Oh, you're going to love this, Alison. So I said to Maureen, Maureen said, I'm down in Brighton. Can I see you? I said, you absolutely can, but I'm very, very... Busy. I'm a bit stressed and I'm really busy. I said, so I'm going... This is my only day to do Christmas shopping, but you're very welcome to join me if you want. But that is just to let you know, I can't be like, oh, coffee, da da. I can't compromise. We are Christmas. shopping. Yeah, yeah. All I'm doing is I'm shopping. More into the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely fine. Uh, so she comes down to meet me with her gift for me. Quite a big, heavy gift. Unwrapped, I might add. No, it was not. It was in a bag. It was in a Christmas bag. <laughs> Maureen. What do you mean, no, it wasn't unwrapped? Are you saying it was wrapped? Yeah, it's in a Christmas bag. That's... <laughs> if you can see the present in the bag, it's well, don't not look wrapped, in the bag. love. Don't look in the bag. Don't look in the bag. <laughs> love, I don't know if you know how bags work. We didn't but you security. Have to... We had to take the security tab off because the security tab was still on it. You have to take it out of the bag, Maureen, don't you, to put it under the Christmas tree? No, you just put the bag on the, under the Christmas tree. Look, I don't want to get into the, the detail of it. My understanding is at Christmas that you wrap presents so that you have something to unwrap. Am I wrong? As we get to adults, we don't have many things to unwrap, do we? Yeah, you so take it out of just... the bag and then that's a surprise. Maureen, it isn't wrapped. Not only was it not wrapped, I had to carry it. <laughs> then Maureen said, I, Maureen said, oh, we went into this toy shop. She said, oh, um, you ought to get your kids this present. It's a lovely present. Da, present. Da, 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 da. Okay, great. This is Maureen's idea of a gift, by the way. And she's a woman of a certain age. But anyway, they're nine. But okay, she's got it in her head that the kids are going to absolutely love this. They're going to love it. Maureen, you buy the present and then you can give it to the children. Yeah, yeah, sure. Maureen buys the present. I do. Then gives it to me to take home with me. (laughs) When I am, I have got so many bags, Alison. I've got like seven bags. And then just as she leaves, with no bags, I might add, Maureen's not carrying anything. She (laughs) hands it to me and goes, you can take that, can't you? And I, like a complete penis, went, yes, of course I can, Maureen. I can take the the present that you were supposed to give me on Christmas Day (laughs) that you could have carried down. And I will also take the present and wrap it for you oh, that, that you are going to give our children. Or shall I just put it in a bag, Maureen? <laughs> Maybe I should just put it in a bag. I'll just leave it in a bag and hand it to the kids. It's all right. Maureen said it's fine. It wasn't just a bag. It was a Christmas bag. In a bag. Anyway, look, it's it was very helpful. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> By the time she left, I was like, what was that? (laughs) That was her dropping off gifts early so she doesn't have to bring them on Christmas. Yeah, just come down. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll support you through this, Jen. Here's some more. Here's two other bags that you needn't have carried that now you have to carry. Hmm. But uh, how did you struggle back, Maureen? Was it okay for you? It was okay. I had a really lovely lunch at the house restaurant, which was empty. I don't know why because the food there is gorgeous. Had a very nice lunch, thank you very much. And then I went back and had a nap. Yeah, she struggled on. She struggled on <laughs> as bought another sixteen presents for the cat. <laughs> but they're all wrapped. No, they're not. <laughs> Don't know. They're not. They're in, but they are in a bag. They're in bags. They're, they're in, in bags. bags. They're in bags. <laughs> and then in other news, honestly, Jen. Honestly, it's a very nice. I got a very nice present, by the way, Alison. Very nice present. Um. 
uh, I also found I found my keys. You know, I lost my house keys. They've turned up, and I lost my ring in Jersey, and that's turned up now. So I've just got to get oh, it back from Jersey. Good. Yeah. Did you? Did you? When you say they turned up, <laughs> is it that when you got to the hotel, you asked them if they had them? Yes, and they didn't log. The, hadn't logged them in, so they said that no, no, nobody's found anything. And the woman, but I just checked the safe just in case, and they were there, but nobody had actually. So when I phoned up and said, "Have you found keys?" They always said no because nobody had logged them in. Oh, that's oh. annoying. But at least you got them back. Got that them was going to be them. a real pain, wasn't it? Having to change locks and all that jazz. Um, well, Maureen, that's a relief. And your your expensive ring from the Jersey Islands. Yeah, it cost me a whole pound at Petticoat Lane. Um, that's gonna, it's going to cost and me more uh, to get it back from Jersey than actually paid for it. Yeah, it's probably going to cost more to send it back to you. But it's not that. It's the sentimental value, isn't it? Well, it's no sentimental value, but it's a really yeah. nice ring. Okay, but it's nice to have it back. <laughs> for a pound. To... I want Try... that really nice ring for a pound back. <laughs> Do you know what? I wear Every time I wear it, people always comment on it. It's a really nice ring. Oh. It is a nice ring. Also, I've got fat fingers, and I find it very hard to find rings that fit me. Okay, gotcha. well... It is a nice ring, and I'm glad you got it back. I'm glad you got your keys back as well. That was the more annoying thing because that actually really did bother you. Yeah, because normally you can be you can brush this stuff off. Actually, you can't. You actually struggle a bit with this stuff, don't you? <laughs> I, on the other hand, who lose absolutely everything. everything. <laughs> and uh, you got to uh, <laughs> the funnest thing in the world. She's like. I've forgotten. We we'd leave. We do a double check, and nope, still something, still something. Yeah, yeah, eh? got to leave I yeah. don't. I don't. That's why I'm not going to tell you that I lost a bag uh, on that Friday when I went shopping. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell you that. Did you? But you did it. I'm not. But I'm not going to tell you it. <laughs> what present that, was it? All the gifts I bought Chloe. Look at Maureen's face. No. Was it my present? <laughs> oh no! All oh the yeah. Gifts. Every single gift I bought Chloe in the same bag lost it i'm not even joking this is i had so many bags look more and i don't want to put this on you because it isn't you actually i had so many bags that i just at some point i must have put one put them down and i've forgotten to pick one of them back up again that's, that's the only thing i can done. think of that's easily done absolute oh. knob end anyway so i said to chloe i hope that you're going to be happy with a big old hug from me and what did she say no, you better go no. and get some presents. Get so. out there and rebuy some gifts. Oh, <laughs> oh that is so crazy. Bring, bring a rucksack with you so you can bung everything yeah, in Yeah, no, rucksack. you're right. I should have brought my rucksack with me. I should know me by now. I don't know who I'm kidding. Why don't I know who I am as a person? I don't know. How, I don't have it in me. I don't understand what is wrong with me. I cannot hang on to stuff. I don't know where anything is. I forget. My, I'm just so scatty. I just can't, like, my brain just doesn't work like that. Well, I don't know. I, some might say my brain doesn't work and just ended the <laughs> sentence there. But, um, it, yeah, it was unfortunate. But Chloe took it really well when I told her, which was also a mistake. She took it really well. Well, that's fine, Jen. Just get out there and go rebuy them. That's yeah. how she took it. The code was, <laughs> you are an absolute knob. Um, so I did feel like perhaps I could have taken that to the grave. Anyway, that was my week, shopping with Maureen, losing my shopping, coming home. Uh, <laughs> honestly, but um, I, Maureen, your gift is under the Christmas tree. In the bag? It's in the bag, of course it is. Uh, in, a, in an attempt to keep that Christmas vibe where I know I've got to unwrap something i haven't i'm just going to take it out of the bag you could uh, staple the top of the bag so then you can open no, but the it. stuff the stuff is in another like it's in another bag oh okay okay yeah yeah it, 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 it's that it's not in a bag it is it's a kind of a wicker thing yes i know but that is part of the gift isn't it yeah but you don't know what's in the wicker thing i do because it's printed on there well you shouldn't have looked <laughs> But it's hard not to look because you didn't wrap it. Yeah, but you have to look in. You have to open, take it out yeah. of the bag. In order and to we had it. to take it out of the bag to and the look at it because you took the, had to take the security tag off, didn't we, Maureen? Yeah, because it kept beeping at the shops. <laughs> Every time we went to the shops, it kept beeping. Look, I... <laughs> <laughs> Every shop we went into, the bloody alarms were <laughs> off, so we had to take it out of the bag. Like, which oh, I think, it's, yeah, I think it's my bag. Yeah, well, there's no surprises there. <laughs> Will you will you please keep that Christmas bag and continue to give each other gifts each year in that same bag? That is, I, can you please keep that I mean, going for as long as is possible? 
<laughs> to be fair, I do reuse Christmas bags. If I get a Christmas bag, I, I know. Out. I can absolutely tell this has been reused. <laughs> hey, I, good for you, Maureen. I think reusing Christmas bags is good. We don't need to be adding to the... Yeah, it's environmentally friendly. No, you're right. Alison, you're right. It is good. It is good. Thank Come on. Let's go. bring back the Christmas yeah. bags. Uh, Alison, oh. have you had a good week? I've had a good week. Yeah. I, uh, oh, you guys, I did. Uh, I won't talk comedy too much, but I did a truly Christmas corporate. There was a thousand people. Oof. It was all it, tables that were each company. So it was different companies that like it was like dinner, a comedian, me, and then like a big dance afterwards with like a beef buffet and all this jazz. I have, this is what I'm doing for corporates from now on, everyone. This is what I've decided. There was 30 companies, because look, you got to be really clean. Like corporates in the UK, you can still down again. Yeah. You can dip into a swear. Yeah. Here, it's like you are like, you know, the, the priest is in the room, you know, like it's, there's, they want it clean. And every year I struggle. Every year I'm like, oh God, do I have an hour of clean material? You know what I did? And this is what I'm doing for the rest of my corporate life. I Googled all the companies. I looked at their website and I just wrote a joke about every company. And I went through every single company. That sounds like oh, a lot of work. What a, that's dreadful. That's a lot of work, Alison. It took about a half hour because they weren't good jokes, but it didn't matter. Each company got a joke and they were so excited. And I they killed like 30 minutes doing that everyone and they were delighted and then i only had to do 30 minutes of material it was a dream it was a dream yeah that's what i'm doing Alison, from now on that yeah. sounds great why not i mean that sounds like a lot of extra work and i personally yeah. could not be I mean, asked it goes to that. saying that i wouldn't be doing that <laughs> i was happy they paid me a lot of money so i was like you know what let me yeah. just make you Should, all and you know what yeah. if it makes it a smoother and more enjoyable experience because as we know corporates are hellish uh, then yeah. do it it's do great. it it's great well we're all in the christmas cheer we're ready for our turkey nut roast whatever it is you're eating at christmas i don't know i don't know what vegetarians eat nuts and uh bolts whatever it is um <laughs> But we're in it. We're into the season to be jolly. But now let's absolutely do a 180 and walk away from that and walk towards something <laughs> that's a little bit off centre. Maybe like one of those cheeses with, just, you know, with the blue veins and it's kind of a bit whiffy, but you like it, but you're not quite sure why. Uh, let's find out what Maureen's be my money moment is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> Thanks, Brissa, for another wonderful introduction. Uh, yeah, uh, a bit more. I just remembered this the other day because I'm meeting up with him uh, soon for Christmas. I... I have a really good friend called Ira and we always meet up for dinner. And at one point we always used to meet at this Italian restaurant in Soho, which is long gone. And we were sitting there and there's like a candle in the middle of the table and we're chatting away. And at one point Ira looks at me and goes, do you realise your hair's on fire? Oh God, this is, I thought immediately what part of you set on fire? Oh my. And I just but went. also boring. that's quite, <laughs> it goes so quick. Yeah. And I just went, no. And we just both sat there while the <laughs> was on fire. And, um, uh, you know, it's like carry on up the Kyber. We've seen carrying up the Kyber when they're eating yeah. their dinner and the whole place is being destroyed and they're just carrying. Anyway, I was there, the, my hair's on fire. And then this rather camp French waiter came in and doused the fire out. And what was really funny? Yeah, because if that got to your scalp, I know. We, I don't know why we just sat there looking. You know, well, I couldn't see it. And then he does the fire. And what was really funny? Every time we went to that restaurant, he would remove the big candle and give us a little stump of a candle. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> but yeah. I set my hair on fire. I think three times. Once when I was picking my split ends in Vienna in bed, yep. and I did notice because it just shot right up my. Which, what, so how did you do that in bed? I, I, I was using a candle to see, <laughs> to pick my split. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait a second. Oh, God. So I mean, you, this is the moment. This what, is the big what moment. What year was this? Oh, this would have been... 1785? <laughs> yeah. <and it> was, <laughs> yeah. 
No, because right, I had a mezzanine bed. So like sometimes in Oxford you get mezzanine beds so you can use the whole room because they've got really high ceilings. So yeah. the light switch is is kind of on the wall. So when you I used to just use have a candle when I used to go upstairs. Why did my bed? Yeah, you used to have a candle. Well, anyways, I was picking my split ends, but obviously my hair went too near the candle and it just went boom. Uh, okay. And I'm up in this wooden mezzanine bed. That was a bit dangerous. I uh, just I know yourself, Maureen. <laughs> Don't be using candles, number uh, one. Okay, go yeah, on. Yeah, particularly when you're bending over the candle to pick at your split end. To pick at your split end. That's why, I can't really. Oh, that one's gone. Oh, that one's gone. Oh, another one's gone. I mean, um, I'm not. I mean, I realise I've got not much of a leg to stand on, just generally. But when I hear stories like that, I think, what is she doing? Woman? That's just the well, second hair burning my story. Hair on we... fire, did I? Anyway, I did. You didn't expect to. That's where you went wrong. The third time, I was actually at the troubadour at Earl's Court with my mother. I set my hair on fire there with a candle. How? From, from the table. With the candle again. From how? How did you do it? I don't know. Just my hair touched the candle and it went on fire. And I've got very fire thingy hair. I think that's just hair, Maureen. Fourth time, I did actually burn it, but I was with Isaac Janssen, a really great Swedish comic. And we in Utrecht and we went for dinner before the gig and basically a candle was right next to me and he had to keep telling me not to move he had to keep telling me not to move my head because every time I kept trying to hit the candle so it's only been three out of four times <laughs> that you are aware of oh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm of all the of. other times that you have burned your hair no, I haven't been aware of, that is quite possible but also I like that it's only Three out of four. Only not three like, out of four. Not only, yeah. not like, only, you could only use only, Maureen, if you had got then said one out of four. But yeah. you can't say only if it's well, no, most but... of the time. <laughs> out of the four times, I only did it three yeah, times. But that, yeah, but three out of four is better than four out of four, isn't it? It's true. But the only should be that I only didn't <laughs> burn my hair once, right? Like, I only, yeah, I love you so much, Maureen. I was like, is that what you got a makeover? Is that the new haircut? No. It was just kind of. <laughs> and of course, there was that time, Jen, wasn't there, when I cut, when I had to cut my hair because I got um, the curling iron. Curling iron yeah, stuck go. in it. Oh, yeah, when you were trying to straighten your hair. Yeah. And was then it I straightening to, it? I was trying to put curl in it. Yeah. And then okay. it got stuck, so I just cut it all out. And then I said to you without thinking, oh, my hair didn't look any better. And you went, what? You've got a curling dog stuck in your hair. <laughs> and then you just, just cut, cut a chunk of your hair out. <laughs> Warren was like, you're not going to believe this. It didn't look any better. It's like, that is not a surprise to anyone. <laughs> Maureen, that's... Uh, Those are excellent moments. That 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 is... That's pretty on brand and I like it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I'm I'm very relieved and grateful to hear that you didn't hurt yourself no. or indeed anyone else. So that's that that's why we can laugh about it. Yeah. But honestly, Maureen, hair burns so quickly. It, oh, it I know. kind of got to your scalp. Like I know. I know. When I when I was in bed, it just went shot straight up. Yeah, also when you were with Ira and your hair was on fire and he told you and you went, you just said, This is classic, oh. Maureen. No. No, I didn't say no, I went, oh. I thought you said oh. no. Oh, oh right, fine. Oh. oh, I went. Oh. Is it? Is it? Is it? Right. Well, I couldn't see it, could I? I know, no. but I just think if you know, sometimes even if you can't see it, it might be a good idea just to put it out. <laughs> are you are are you familiar with the smell of burning hair now? At least tell me at this point. No, not really. Okay. You don't know what hair burning. <laughs> Maureen, you can't not know what that smells like because it smells so strong. It's the most <laughs> disgusting smell. You must know what that smells no, like. I don't. You don't know what the smell of burning uh, hair is. Just don't put me any, near any candles when I come to yours. Yeah, there is a candle ban on Maureen. Nobody ever give her any more candles. No more. I did set a cardigan on light once, the candle. Yeah, of course you did. Oh, oh so now we're on to clothing. Right. Yeah, I was okay. really pissed off. It was a really nice cardi as well. Was it? Cut the whole, okay. burnt the whole shoulder off. It burnt the whole shoulder off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had a candle behind me and took my cardi off and just dumped it behind me. Okay. <laughs> Looked round and my cardi was on fire. <laughs> no candles! Wait, wait no a candles! Wait a second, because I thought we'd ended. No, we she's got more fire stories. It's, Let's. It's, it's still coming. <laughs> It was really annoying. It was a really nice party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't doubt that. Couldn't say Maureen. <laughs> Maureen. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Any other? Yeah, I, know. I was sitting there. There was a fucking fire behind me. I didn't notice. 
No, no. Well, of course you wouldn't because you never think anything's behind you. You are a classic solipsist. If it's not in front of you, it doesn't exist. I know. My observational skills, you can see why I'm an observational comic. But I mean, Maureen, it's just generally you're, 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 you're very much focused on the, on the you and the now. Yes. The and immediate in front of. Yeah. It's whatever's immediately in front of Maureen, not to the side, not to be, not no. behind. Not behind. And it has to be happening now. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. And that's that's it. She's very much living in the moment, and that's that's something to be applauded. Actually, people strive for that. I mean, a lot of us are trying to get there, live yeah. in the moment. Um, we some of us meditate, some of us take up religions, you know, sport um, to, to to achieve that. But actually, Maureen, you're already there. That's quite something. So thank you very much, Maureen, for your Be More Maureen moment. The burning of the hair, the burning of the cardigan. Uh, I'm very surprised you didn't set fire to any pot plants because that's usually your thing because they're often mistaken for candles. Uh, yeah. But this was truly, um, truly something. <laughs> Let's move I on before like I remember it... something else. I know. I was like, she's got more. I know she does. I know. Yeah, Do you know what? More. I know she has, but this, this podcast is only an hour long, so we've got to yeah. zip on through. Alison, it's the Christmas. It's the Christmas. It's the Christmas problem. It's the Christmas issue. Let's find out what someone's problem is. Can Alison help? Oh, yes, she can. Because it's time to sit back, relax, as we ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Hey, thank you very much. Listen, I got a, I got a, a few Christmas problems, so I've just kind of amalgamated them into one general thing. So we're going to just go over a quick little thing. So thank you to everyone who wrote in. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope you survived the season, good or bad. I'm not a therapist, uh, just to put that out. I'm just a person who, who likes to listen to problems. I, I, I enjoy it. So the general problem that I'm putting together is how to keep yourself and others busy during this Christmas season. Now, I know you're probably like, oh my God, we're so busy already, Allison. But I am talking about when you're at the Christmas parties, when there's tons of people around, uh, how to keep them engaged. Maybe there's some downtime and you've got people around, things, activities, ideas that you can do to keep them engaged. If you are a person on your own at Christmas, I always like to address this because I know there are a lot of people who spend Christmas on their own. Um, things you can do to keep yourself busy. Also, I'd just like to point out, those of you spending Christmas on your own, I want you to still remember there are a ton of people out there who wish they were in your position. So uh, yeah, honestly, it is stressful. So uh, here are just a quick list of ideas, creative things that I really enjoyed. People I talked to gave me some suggestions. I looked some things up. Okay, so things to keep people busy. A little prep time before the family and people arrive or you're on your own. Number one, I want you to make a list of Christmas movies and know where you can find them. No last minute searching for Christmas movies. I would like you to prep yourself and be like, all right, here are five Christmas movies, a classic, maybe a new one, maybe a kid one, maybe an... So you know where they are. They're ready to go. So when there's that lull in the room, you can be like, boom, let's draw on this uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which is always a classic, very funny, very entertaining for all ages, okay? Make a Christmas song list, okay? That way you are not stuck with just whatever is on the radio. You choose your Christmas songs. You don't want to hear Mariah Carey? You don't have to. This is in your hands. A little prep, hey? Make some Spotify Christmas lists. Maybe if you want to be really nice, if people are coming around, you know, maybe ask, what are your favorite Christmas songs? Make a compilation of some Christmas songs that everyone will enjoy just to keep that vibe going and so you can create the energy that you want. Hey, Google or Alexa games. These are great. Here are some games that I thought would go over for all ages. It's a game called Guess My Age. You can play this on your Hey Google, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Google Home will attempt to guess your age based on your answers to a few questions. Very fun in a room full of people, I thought. Mystery sounds. Everyone, Google plays a mystery sound and everyone has to try and guess what the sound is. I know it sounds silly, but if you have seniors that can't read all that well, if you've got kids that don't want it, this is a great game to play with a group of people. I mean, just imagine grandma and the kids trying to figure out 
you know, the sound of a woodpecker farting. I don't know. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's something fun. Okay. So guess the sound. Uh, would you rather is another game that you can pull up on Hey Google, right? Would you rather this or would you rather that? It's a fun way to kind of get people thinking, you know, would you rather be stuck in a, in a tree trunk with a farting woodpecker or would you rather be <laughs> eating, I don't know, a stale Christmas cake? I don't know. But would you rather very fun game? Um, there's always the classics in here in the group. What is it? Uh, what, 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 there, there's so many different names to this game. What is the game where you give a gift and everyone keeps trading to try and like get the gift that they want? Pass the elephant? parcel. Yeah, pass no. the parcel. Or is pass the parcel is different. That's music, isn't it? No, that's it's not pass the parcel. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but pass the parcel is something different. I think it's called white elephant. So everyone brings a cheesy gift and then you you trade you can trade up to try and get the gifts that you want. It's a fun game. It's a good time. Everyone can just bring, bring in a cheap gift. Pictionary, always a classic with everyone. Okay, they love it. Now, here are some things you can do around the house. Set up a jigsaw puzzle station. Everyone enjoys just putting in one piece. They can go over. They can have a minute over at the jigsaw puzzle section. By the end of the party or by the end of the weekend, maybe a puzzle's been made. It's a nice little thing to do. Uh, areas where people can go. So uh, you can come in instantly. Uh, my friend's aunt used to have things set up so people could go to work to help her doing things. Hey, there's a vegetable chopping station. Could you go over there and chop me some vegetables? Because believe it or not, at Christmas, people want to be doing things. They want to feel useful. So if you can kind of prearrange stations where people can do things, hey, is there a cookie making station over there? Just little places where people can go and do things. Maybe there's a craft station. Not everyone has to be doing all the activities at once. You have different areas where they can go. Uh, a group gingerbread house. This is always fun. Get one of those cheesy little gingerbread things and have everyone throughout the weekend add a little bit to the gingerbread house and see the Christmas monstrosity that is built by the end of the, the holidays. A virtual Christmas lights tour. That's right, everyone. There are virtual online Christmas light tours. And if you put it on a big TV and turn out all the lights, it's actually very beautiful. And it's a really nice way to see a bunch of Christmas lights without having to go outside if you've got people that maybe aren't so mobile. If you're on your own, I want to encourage you to make some new Christmas traditions. You don't have to do Christmas the way everyone else does it. Maybe Christmas for you is a spa day. Go have a spa day. Maybe Christmas for you is taking yourself out to a really nice restaurant that you wouldn't normally go to. And might I add, taking a taxi to and from. Treat yourself. This is your Christmas. Go to an Airbnb or get a room in a nice hotel. Treat yourself. Do something nice. Create a new tradition. Go to the movies on your own, right? Uh, do you know some other people that are spending the day on their own? Maybe make a few call phone calls. Say hello to some people. Sharing or giving service to others is the best way to make yourself feel, I don't know, a little bit more like you have purpose. So, I mean, you could volunteer. When I say volunteer, there are more places than like soup kitchens. You can volunteer to call a senior. There's lots of people at home. A little phone call from people might be a really nice thing to do. Um, think about something you never have time to do and do it. Is it read a book? Is it to start that new hobby? Maureen is the queen of hobbies. I'm sure she's got a couple more things she'd like to start. Maybe some time on her own is the best time to do it. Get around to those things that you never get around to doing and, and do them. And last but not least, if you don't like Christmas, well, then guess what? pretend it's not fucking Christmas. You could just drown out the world. You don't have to deal with anyone that day. Order yourself in some pizza. Choose your favorite movies. Ignore Christmas. You can do that as well. These are just a few ideas of some things that you can do to make Christmas run a bit smoother. But the biggest thing that I can recommend is make a plan. Just have a plan in your head of what you want it to look like. And then you've always got options. There, those are some Christmas ideas of how to keep yourself and everyone busy and to get through the holidays a bit smoother. Alison, thank you very much. Very good suggestions. I never thought about that, but I think that's a brilliant idea to make a plan because sometimes Christmas, particularly if you hate Christmas, which a lot of people do, and you find it a tricky time, in, you know, mental health wise, because it can be a very triggering time for a lot of people. Yeah. Particularly if you've had traumatic Christmases in the past or you're on your own or you've been recently bereaved. But I think, have it in your mind. What are you going to do with that day? And yeah. follow that through. Because I think sometimes just having a bit of control over this particular holiday season can make it less unbearable. And um, all of those suggestions are fantastic 
depending on where you are emotionally, mentally, yeah. physically, yeah. and financially. But there are loads of things that you can you can do, or as you've said, Alison, is sack it all off. You don't have to do anything. No. You know, this is just a, a social construct that we've created. Uh, you don't have to get involved with it. And actually, do bear in mind that a lot of people who are going to be surrounded by people often can be also an incredibly lonely time. So, um, yes, I, I wish, as we all do at WTB, that you have a very wonderful Christmas. Um, but, yes, put a plan in place. That's a brilliant idea. Thank you, Alison. Yeah. Maureen Younger, do you have anything to add to that? Because I know you have done both Christmases alone and you had, have done Christmases with friends. Yes. And oh, you've done it all, haven't uh, yeah, you? Yeah, I did Christmas. I mean, like uh, when I was younger, I, I really hated the idea of having Christmas alone. And then I spent Christmas with um, a certain family member and I was like, you know what? I think I prefer it alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. I did have Christmas alone. And actually it was it was all right because you just get to do what you want to do. And then I had it with friends who lived just across the road. So you had the best of both worlds. You had it, you had your own space and then you could go over and come back. But it, it, it can be quite daunting and it can be quite depressing having spending Christmas by yourself. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just spoil yourself, basically. And there's lots of like, yeah. um, uh, like I think Sarah Milliken does a, twi- uh, she's, no, a Twitter. No, she's given group. up. She's given. She's oh, not she, doing. She's not running it join anymore. Join in. Is this the last year? No, I think join in is still going. But she's yeah. put it on Twitter that she's not going to. She's not going to run it this year. She's got yeah. But join in is still going. So join in is still going. Yeah, if you're there's on, a lot of things. If on you're Twitter. on Twitter, and I think yeah. they probably do it on Insta Must as well. Do. I'm sure. I'm sure. So that's also an option if you want to, and that's a good way of you know, connecting with other people who are on their own over Christmas. Yeah. Sometimes they're not even on their own. They're just with people they don't like and they just <laughs> want to go. <laughs> I just would rather talk to strangers than anyone I'm related to right now. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. WTB listeners, just a little note to say, uh, please do pre-order my special, The Optimist, which is out on the 21st of November. You can pre-order it now. It will also come with an audio version of my previous show, Underprivilege. It's through £800 Gorilla, and you can get it uh, and find out all the information in the show notes or on my website or on my Instagram or on my Facebook. Hi, WTB listeners. I don't have a special coming out, and I'm not going on tour at least not for the moment due to popular demand but I do have a book and it's Christmas so come on what what more could you want 
It's uh, called Prisons of My Life. It's the main character in a lot of the short stories is somebody called M. God knows who she could be. Just my vivid imagination at play again. And you can get it via Amazon. Link will be in the show notes. Hey, UK WTB listeners. Uh, I am so excited as I am going on my very first UK tour. Take a look at my website and see when my show, Little Smith Sunshine, might be coming to you. Uh, starting in January, February. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to add more dates. Speaking of which, if you want me to come to you, let me know where you think I should perform next. You can get tickets at my website, www.alisonjunesmith.com, and that will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to meet you all. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> it's time for us to talk about what we have been reviewing and viewing and seeing and liking. Well, I watched the first episode of Vigil last night, which is season two. Second series. Second series. Right. Tell us. Really good. Like the, the intro reminded me of Slow Horses. You know, when you've got an action-packed beginning. Yes. Did you watch the, the episode one of series three yet? No, no. I'm waiting to go to yours. Oh, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So um, basically, it's, it's funny because it's called Vigil, which was the name of the um, submarine they were on last in the last season. So that... But they still had to call it the same name, obviously. But so what happens is the Air Force now and they're selling some dodgy weapons. The British, um, but this is unbelievable. The British are selling dodgy weapons to some dodgy Middle Eastern country with a poor human rights what? record. <laughs> I mean, if you can get what? over that unbelievable uh, storyline. Suspend your disbelief, everyone. <laughs> right? And Doug Ray Scott's in it as well this time. And um, Oh, wow. I haven't seen him yeah. in anything for a while. And they're showing these, they've got the kind of drones. They're not called drones because that's what, civvies call them but they're like drones basically and they they can just destroy they're very good at destroying everything and it's all going very well then one of the drones goes um awol rogue rogue and starts killing british air force soldiers and attacking all the the big wigs that come to watch this thing and so obviously she's called in she's now got her girlfriend played by leslie rose uh who's pregnant and they come in and they're looking into seeing what's happening and why why how this how this all happened how this went rogue i really enjoyed it and i was very tempted to look at see episode two which is on iplayer but i have so far managed to um not watch it but i think it's a really i really enjoyed it i would oh wow well, season, I, season one was really good and this looks like yeah it. i really enjoyed season one yeah, yeah that was i it was great and um yeah i i i, I I'd definitely be up for watching season two, so I'll I will I will get into that at some point. That'd be good for you and Chloe to watch together, I think. Yeah, because Chloe really liked the first series as well. So the, yeah, I think we'll definitely watch that. I mean, the only other the only things a bit unbelievable like they're they're going out with each other these the two lead women, and I don't know whether in the police force you'd be allowed to investigate a crime with your partner. That partner. I don't know about that. I it doesn't sound like it would be encouraged. No. But maybe they're but, not official. But anyway, so that's the one little thing. But it's, yeah, got Doug Ray Scott in it, Greg Wise. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I recommend it. So that's Vigil. That's on ITV. and BBC. You, it's on BBC, is it? Yeah. I thought you said ITV earlier. IT, no. Okay, because I thought it was a BBC drama. I went, oh, it's obviously not. It's no, ITV. no, BBC. Uh, BBC, uh, wherever you, uh, you won't be able to watch that unless you live in the UK. Sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> I have been watching... Uh, Boat Story, which you can watch, I believe, on Amazon Prime, but it's a BBC drama. Uh, It's a comedy as well. And it stars um, Daisy Haggard and um, Paterson Joseph. Is it Paterson or Patterson? Patterson. Patterson. I never know how to pronounce pronounce that. Paterson, Patterson. I I always think Patterson with two Ts, but anyway, it's Patterson Joseph. And uh, it is a, uh, a, a, it's a comedy drama. Uh, but a drama nonetheless about two strangers who find a boat full of cocaine and <laughs> this this amount of cocaine is such a huge amount it's like it's worth on the street it's worth millions and both of them for different reasons could really do with the cash and it's about their story of uh, what happens to them um and it's it's never positive. Don't get involved with drugs. I think it's the message here. 
I don't know if we need to keep hearing that same message over and over again. Don't be greedy. Don't get involved with drugs. Um, because as soon as they do, bad shit starts to happen. It is brilliant. It's absolutely not what I thought it was going to be. It's very stylized. It has a narrator. The narrator is both um, part of that sort of, I guess, that stylized vibe, but it's also very funny the way that it's narrated. It cuts back and forth from the present to the future. Um, it does that thing where you, you'll see characters talking side by side, you know? So, but also it, it in other parts, it looks like a traditional BBC drama. So it kind of covers all of the the, the whole gambit. In the way that it differs is that it is incredibly violent <laughs> in a way that I haven't seen on the BBC before. Oh. Like it's unexpectedly violent and and quite gory. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. Like there's some scenes in there where I was like, oh, my God. Like Chloe was like, I can't look. You know, um, she had to avert her gaze on a number of occasions. But it's got all the suspense. It's got all of the drama. It's got a really interesting storyline. It's got brilliant actors in it. Um, you know, um, Daisy and Peyton are brilliant. They they work they work really well together. And they're you know her northern accent, her Yorkshire accent is brilliant. By the way, they live in a sort of Ooh. fictional Yorkshire town, small town, kind of like I don't know Huddersfield or something like that. But it's not that. Um, I think they call it Appleby. Anyway, that's where they live, and. Uh, then, the, you know, there's loads of other things going on. Her relationship with her ex and his child that she was a stepmom to and brought up since he was a baby. She's no longer able to see him. There's something going on with them because they've, with that couple. There's, there's other things happening outside of that. And you become very quickly invested in these characters, particularly Daisy Haggard's character. She's so good at playing comedy and pathos together. Like, it's something that her face seems to do naturally. You just... You can't help but, like, fall in love with her characters. She's she's such a great actor. Anyway, this whole series, it's on BBC One. It's also got, and I never know how to pronounce his name, but do you remember that show? Is it called Missing? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Do, do you know the one I mean? And he was, there has a French investigator. French actor. Yeah. What's his, his how do you pronounce it? Che, is it Chequi Cario? I think so, yes. I know that. Chequi Cario. Shiki Shiki Cario. Anyway, know. he's in he's it. Brilliant. He plays a, 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 a the sort of mafia boss, the the uh, the person who's lost his drugs basically, and he's on a rampage. He's a really good actor. You've also got uh, Craig um, Fairbrass who plays a psycho, who's the boss's hitman, so to speak, and is going around uh, trying to get these drugs back and will kill as many people as is necessary to do that because if he doesn't he knows his neck's on the line and then you've got Joanna Scanlon in it as well and they're all fantastic and so I can highly recommend that I mean again I'm late to the party I'm sure a lot of people listening to, to this podcast I'm like Jen we've already binged it we watched it ages ago so you don't need to tell us but if you haven't watched it it's still on iPlayer. It's all of the episodes are on there. Don't let what I said about the gore put you off because it's it's not like it's not back to back. There's just some bits. There is a plenty of lead up where you know where those scenes are coming, so you can just step outside and step back in. It's not. It, it, you're never going to be surprised by it. I think they've done it very cleverly where they go, okay, get this ready, bit. get ready. They almost yeah. they almost introduce it, pause it, the narrator starts talking, and you're like, oh, I, I can see what's going to happen here. I might just go and make a cup of tea. So, but the actual story is fantastic and uh, I can highly recommend it. And I believe that if you don't live in the UK, it is available on Amazon Prime. Alison, tell us about the horror. Alison, what horror awaits us? Okay, so I am super excited. So I've, I've deviated a little bit, gang, because I think I gave tons of lists of horror movies uh, to do with Christmas in the past. So I thought, okay, I want to do something a little different. Now, I just recently saw this for the first time um, because the other podcast I do, The Horror Motel, Bunny Galore, who is my co-host, introduced this to me. I can't believe I had never seen it. Okay. The TV series Inside Number 9. Oh, If you haven't yes. seen it, fantastic, excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant. Very creepy. The first episode of season three is called The Devil of Christmas. It blew my mind. 
Okay, so it's the first episode of season three. It's called The Devil of Christmas. Basically, the gist of the story, uh, and I'm not going to give away the ending because the ending is what blows my mind. So at first, we appear to be watching a bad TV drama from 1977. The way it is, it's like, it's almost like theater. You know how the old, when they'd film a TV series, like, you know, British television, it looked very staged, very theatrical. You know what I mean? Like a set and they would just shoot it like it was a set. So it starts off like that. It's so like it gives you that real old British television vibe. Mm. And okay, so an uptight British family, Julian Devonshire and his overbearing mother, Celia, and, and they have a son and a pregnant wife, Kathy. They arrive at an Austrian chalet for a December skiing holiday. They are met by Klaus, the creepy caretaker, who fills Toby's heads with stories of Krampus, who visits terrible children in the night and leaves them warnings to change their behavior. At first, a switch is left in the boots, then three scratches on the body, and then there's no improvement, and then Krampus will uh, come and steal the child. So we learn the background of Krampus, then we begin to see this is happening to the child. So it's like this story of Krampus and, and this family going through this thing. You see all the dynamics of the new wife not being able, you know, living in the past memory of the mother who's faded. And you're like, what is this? This is just a dramatic, you know. And then the end comes. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the end. The beautiful part, too, there's also like a voiceover explaining all the everything that's going on, like, you know, a flashback to like, oh, there's when she, she missed her mark and she went here. And so there's like you see this thing being made. You hear the voiceover of someone remembering it being made. And then the ending comes. I, I don't want to tell you the ending because it is so mind blowing. It is a switch and bait like I have never anticipated in my life. The first episode, season three of episode of uh, um, Inside, number, Inside nine. number Nine, The Devil of Christmas. If you want to be creepy, shocked, blown away, there's no gore. There's no gore. There is nothing like. They don't do gore, they just do creepy. Oh, and this is. It blew my mind. I can't believe I've never seen it before. I cannot recommend it enough. If you are an Inside Number Nine fan, if you like creepiness and this is Christmas themed, this is what I'm recommending. I I can't I cannot recommend this enough. It is. I've never seen a bait and switch like that before in my entire life, and I've watched a lot of creepy okay. movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And it's only it's only one episode. It's like forty what forty minutes at max. It's it's phenomenal. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend it. That's Alison, horror. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. That's ooh, a brilliant ooh, ooh. recommendation. And uh, where where can you get that? Is that on Netflix? I think it's on or Netflix. Be- I think Inside Number iPlayer. Nine. Uh, it's all over. I think Inside Number Nine now has become international. So just figure out whatever they're yeah. showing it on. If you never watched the series in general, it's fantastic. But I like their earlier works a little bit more, a little bit more creepy in the early days. But this, mwah, magnifica. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Inside Number Nine. Uh, Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton's um, from their brains and absolutely fantastic. And if you, I'm pretty sure it's all on iPlayer, but if you live outside of the UK, check out if it's available on your flicks of the net kind. Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. But let us head back again once more for the final time of this year to Maureen Younger with her corner. It is cultural and she would like to impart her cultural wisdom upon us. Thank you very much, Her Maureen. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. (laughs) Well, these are not my suggestions. These are actually suggestions from book club people. Um, And uh, they're quite interesting for the Christmas theme. One was by Ruth, which is Child's Christmas in Wales by Dylan Thomas, which I've never heard of, but it's meant to be very good. Okay. And then... It's uh, there's a Christmas Carol, but two versions. There's the traditional version, which you can get from BBC Sounds, and then I've started listening to this one, the Christmas Collection, the Rude Retelling by Brian Harvey from E17. And Marina <laughs> suggested that, and it is right, uh, Jen. I think you should put it on in the car. It's definitely not for children. Okay. Uh, right. So if you listen to both, it's quite funny. So you've got like the traditional one, you know, Marlowe was dead, whatever. You got Brian Harvey's version. Yeah, he was fucking dead. <laughs> what you got to know about Marlowe and Scrooge? You're a pair of cunts. I'm thinking, oh, I don't think the BBC recorded this version. Um, 
So if you don't like swearing, swerve it, swerve it. But it is, it's like a, basically a cockney telling you the Christmas uh, Christmas story. That's fun. That's fun. So okay, that it, sounds great. An A-cast, yeah. and it is really funny because he's going, he was fucking dead. He was dead as a doorknob. I don't know why they're saying dead as a doorknob, but do- doorknob's not even alive. And, uh, you know, all this. Um, so, yeah, they're quite amusing. So, yeah, uh, Charles Christmas in Wales, which I think which tells the story of uh, Christmas from the viewpoint of a young boy portraying a nostalgic and simpler time, a Christmas carol, traditional, uh, on the BBC Sounds, and obviously the Christmas Collection, the Rude Retelling by Brian Harvey, and that's on ACAST. Okay, brilliant. That's short and sweet, Maureen. Thank you very much for your cultural recommendation, little corner type thing for the final time of this year. Um, And what we can look forward to in the new year will be more book clubs, more cultural corners, more Ask Alison's. Oh, can I just add that the book club for... No, you absolutely can't. Yes, thank you. That's your moment. (laughs) I don't want to listen to you. Uh, The book club for next, for next, for the new first month is James M. Cain, Double Indemnity. James M. Kane. Yeah. Okay. Very brilliant. well known American know- writer. And it's very short. It's only 136 pages. Woohoo! Oh, it's an added bonus. Perfect. Oh, that's yeah. nice, isn't it? When Book Club gives you a short one. Yeah. The last few Start have the been, new year off. Yeah, been right. Quite long. Yeah. yeah, let's just ease in, shall we? Look, it's been quite a year. Let's just say it. it's been quite a year. We've we've learned a lot. We've grown. We have. Uh, uh, Maureen is banned from candles uh, is the New Year's resolution. We've decided no candles. Uh, but I, I mean, we want to know for the, for the last time this year, we want to, we want to know what, what are some things that are aggravating us? What's what's going on? What is Jen, what is getting your goat for the final time this year? Don't judge me. Now you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait. Okay. This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And and, and do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) Well, I think because it's the end of the year, let's focus, let's leave on a positive. We've got to, right? We've got to leave on a positive. Let's find out some positive things from all of us, I'd like to say. Um, It's been a long year. For all of us, for various different reasons, all of us have had variously differently. Variously differently. Is that even English? <laughs> yeah, variously differently. It is now. <laughs> variously differently. Do start to use that in public. Uh, if anyone contradicts you or says you're wrong, tell them <laughs> you're wrong. Um, so I thought it would be nice to think about one positive thing that one positive takeaway that we might have from this year, 2023, which, as I have already stated, for various reasons for Maureen, myself and Alison, have been have been tough. It's been a tough year. But also it has had some highlights. Let's talk about those. Well, I think for me, obviously, getting into the finals of the British Comedian of the Year and also getting rid of my eczema. Yes. Yay! When we remember how bad my eczema was at the beginning of the year. If we look back, and if you do go back through our WTB podcast Instagram, and you will see photographs of when Maureen truly was at her most stressed, and you can see that it is reflected in her skin. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, your skin actually, when when, Ma- when I, Maureen came to see me on Friday to uh, <coughs> give me bags, um, I did say to you, didn't I? I was like, your skin looks so good. Beautiful. Yeah, I did have my it does. makeup on as well, which helped. But yeah, yeah, but you didn't have you didn't have that much makeup on. Maureen. But you know, I just I do remember one time when I got, I knocked on Jen's door and Jen opened the door and went bloody hell because by that point my face was completely covered and I've had a very as Jen and Alison I've had a very very stressful year and things do look like they're hopefully touch wood turning round. They are turning round. They absolutely are, and things are looking up. And and I've got Jamie. And you've got Jamie. I was hoping you were going to bring Jamie into the mix because it's really good that she's here. She stroke he. Maureen, that's great, and I'm really glad that you're on the up. And mm. it's reflected in your attitude towards yourself, mm. the way you look after yourself, the way that you know you you've been focusing on work, and on your friendships, and on just you know living your best life. So that is absolutely wonderful to see. Uh, Alison, do you have any, I mean, you're a very positive person generally. Um, (laughs) Your cup is half full, even when it's looking empty. What have you got for us? Yeah, you know know what? I I was thinking about this just yesterday uh, because I like to reflect. I like to reflect. Uh, I was thinking, you know, this year, as we were discussing, we've all, we've been through some stuff. There's been a lot of things going on. But you know what I'll say is that 
the thing that I'm really realizing is that in times of, of tricky times, when, when tragedy or when difficulty occurs, it really points out to you who the true people that are there for you are, your friends. I think it can make relationships stronger. I am seeing this now within my own family. Like, you know, sometimes trouble, tricky times, it, it, it creates a whole new bond in, in relationships and friendships and family. So I'm very grateful as much as I hate the shitty times. Um, I'm seeing a lot of good things come out of it as well. So that's going to be my highlight for this year is that uh, with, with change, there is growth and uh, might be tricky, but growth is always a good thing. So, yeah. Alison, I agree with you. Tricky times do bring out your friends in the woodwork. That doesn't make sense. But tricky times really makes the, the cream float to the... Oh, I really should have thought this through before I started talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I agree with you. And, and you know, not that any of us want to go through a terrible time in order to figure out who the people that love us are. But, no. you know, that is... It's true. And, uh, and it's good to know, isn't it? Because if they're there through, you know, the, the shit times, then makes the fun times even more fun. Yeah. And never forget that as we sail through these this quagmire of excrement, that the good times are on their way. Don't you worry. It's can't, it can't stay shit forever. No. It's the natural order of life. Yep. I don't mean like nationally, internationally. I mean, that's an absolute fucking mess. Don't look over there. I just mean individually. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Yeah, yours. Well, I have had, uh, you know, a good year. So I'd like to uh, take the moment to say thank you to the people that made my year good. And that is people who came out to see me. Um, so I'd like to say uh, thank you to, to everyone that did, um, excluding those two blokes uh, in York and that one woman in Oxford. But other than that... <laughs> other than you three. You three can fuck off. But everybody else, <laughs> I'd like to say a massive thank you. So that's what I wanted to do is just take the moment to say thank you to people who gave me their time and their energy, not least their money, uh, to come and see me. And um, I'm very, very grateful. I don't want anyone to think I take it for granted. <clears throat> Obviously, I do moan. That's just, we can't expect that to change. That's never going to change. I'm a whingy whinge bag. But at the same time, I now that I feel like a human again, I'm sort of taking stock. and I'm thinking, wow, do you know what? I'm very lucky. And so thank you. And also, thank you to Maureen for... <laughs> I'm trying to think what for many moments of entertainment many just, moments of entertainment i'm just trying to think of an uh of a, a reason a thing to add to that <laughs> thank you to, to thank you to maureen uh for um the, the things that she has brought to our friendship which are many um so so very many things uh no genuinely though of course of course i make fun of maureen all the time but i love her and the same to you alison what a, we're very lucky to have each other, aren't we? And this this ridiculous podcast. And last but not least, let's thank our absolutely fantastic producer. Alex doesn't get mentioned enough on this show, does he? He doesn't. And we That's love you, Alex. That's because he's a, he's, a, he's a boy and we don't like to talk about them on this programme. But we must, we must take this occasion to say thank you to Alex, to Impatient Productions, to everybody at Acast uh, for all of their support. Because obviously um, this podcast would just be us wittering along. We'd still do it, by the way. Um, just to be clear, oh, yeah, we wouldn't let that the fact that no us. one's listening to it stop us. Um, <laughs> it's never stopped us before, Jen, has it? <laughs> <laughs> it's never stopped Warren and I. We we did seven years of a podcast that no one listened to. You guys would do it without microphones. <laughs> we would do it without. Yeah, we we would project into the ether, Alex. That's what we would do. So that's it. It's a little bit earnest. It's a little bit of a loving. But thank you to and last but not least to our WTB listeners. We love you. Oh, we adore yeah, you. We're so grateful to you. And a special thank you to all of our Patreons who are often very patient with us because our Patreon stuff comes out a bit late sometimes. That's often down to me. Uh, so I am sorry and thank you. We love you. Merry Christmas. Let's bring the yes. bells back. Merry Alex, Christmas. Alex, the bells are back. Merry Happy Christmas. And we'll be back in 2024. We'll be back in 2024. Bye-bye. Bye. I just keep these going just forever? Yeah. yeah. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.